live on social media. Hello, everyone. I'm Caroline. I'm the host of the Puppet Podcast. Welcome for this new episode. So, yes, here we are. I'm so happy because I'm connecting with such talent all over the place. And yes, tonight we have another fellow Canadian. It's Matt Fickner. Yay! We will talk about puppetry and how this art is such a passion for for artists. And yeah, let's connect. But before we go into the interview, I want to let you know that we have this wonderful Patreon. Do you know that we have a Patreon? We always say it, but Patreon is our platform where we put those workshops for puppeteers, for people who want to know about puppetry, for people who want to know how to stream puppetry online, try to discover OBS, what is a good studio. We have a lot of stuff going on. So have a look, patreon-puppetpodcast. And yes, we do also tricks and tips about marketing and social media because we want our art form all over the place. And we put together those coaching calls. We have a group now going and working on promotion aspect of the job, how to sell job on with online stuff, how to connect with your potential clients, all of those guys, uh, things of marketing that is important and part of the job. So have a, a look on this. It's on our website. So Patreon, the uh, puppet podcast dash call. Yeah. So yeah, that was the promotion. So everyone gather into this wonderful live. And uh, yeah, feel free to write into the comment from where you are watching. And yes, if you have any questions during the interview, feel free to drop it there and I will bring it in the screen. So everyone, that's the time for the drum roll because I have this wonderful fellow Canadian from Ottawa, please welcome in the screen, Matt Fickner. Hello, everybody. Hello. Thank you, Matt, to be part of, of the Puppet Podcast show. Oh, thanks for, uh, sorry, I just got to put my volume up here, but no, thanks for um, uh, finally getting a chance to connect. I know we were back and forth a few times with schedules and everything, but uh, here we are. So, here we are with your, your wonderful background full of puppets. Yeah. I tried. I tried to fill it as best I could. So that's perfect. That, so yeah. that, that's what we we enjoy. So so Matt, I want you to introduce yourself to the people who are watching. Tell us from where you're from and how you fall down into puppetry. Oh, I fell into the rabbit hole of puppetry. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, so hi, my name is Matt Fickner, and I've been a professional puppeteer since I was a teenager and I'm in my late 40s now, I'll just say that. So I've been doing this for quite some time. Um, I got into the realm of professional puppetry for film and TV uh, while I was still a teenager. Uh, I did an apprenticeship with uh, Noreen Young, who uh, was the creator and producer of uh, CBC's Under the Umbrella Tree, a uh, Canadian show. Uh, and uh, so I started out just fetching coffee and getting donuts and, and occasionally holding up a, a puppet in the background. And uh, that evolved into being a puppet builder, uh, puppet, uh, a puppeteer, uh, doing voice work, prop work, all kinds of things. So 
um, yeah, that's kind of how I, I got into this industry. So that's yeah. great. That's great. And and you you work with this legend. I heard that name many many times. It's, it's yeah. Just... That, well, yes, Nareen, Nareen uh, uh, really was sort of instrumental in a lot of the uh, television that was in uh, OCBC and TV Ontario and TFO. Um, a lot of their kids programming featured a lot of her, her puppet characters uh, over the years. So Nareen's the, the first lady of puppetry, as, <laughs> as we say in Canada. And, uh, you know, so it was, uh, it was really gracious of her to sort of, sort of take me in under her wing and my interest in different things too, like the different kinds of materials and design work. My initial sort of interests were actually in robotics but that sort of evolved into doing more animatronic stuff with, with puppets. And that was part of some of the cool things that I brought into the mix with her and her studio and doing those things. So, uh, so yeah, so that's where that kind of all began. And then project after project sort of came in. And the next thing you knew, I was uh, living and working in Toronto on a variety of series. And uh, yeah, it just kind of evolved from there. So. That's so cool. So yeah, Matt, are you ready for those deep questions of oh, the sure. Puppet Podcast? <laughs> sure, go for it. Yeah, the first one is the why. Like, what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? It's an art, it's a craft. Uh, and for me, what I enjoy most about it is... Um, it's not just one specific element. Uh, for me, again, I'm very much a designer, a builder. Uh, I like to get my hands dirty with making stuff and creating stuff. So when it comes to character creation and design, that's one aspect I really like. Then figuring out the mechanics of, oh, I want this character to blink. I want it to have wiggling ears. I want it to have this or that, the other thing. Then that aspect I really enjoy. And then that all comes together with then the performance aspect of it, which is another aspect I enjoy. And it's the storytelling, it's the, the character acting, it's all of those things. So as a craft, you know, it, it, it encompasses a great deal of, of things. And that to me is what I enjoy because being a, sort of a creative with ADHD, I always need something to sort of learn and try and experiment with. And this realm allows me to do that. And it carries over into other things that I do too. So yeah, you build puppet, but you I saw that you build also some some little character for yes. for gaming. Yeah, so I've got like little I'll hold them up here. So I've got like fun little uh, sculptures and figurines and stuff like that. I'm actually working with a, um, a really wonderful, uh, another acquaintance I happened to make in Ottawa just this past year, excuse me, who has his own board game company. So mm -hmm. I'm actually helping him with some of his projects and we're talking about developing something with some of my characters for something. So there's a lot of little irons in the fire with things, but yeah, so sculpture work, uh, you know, sculpting for a puppet is fun because there's a techniques involved and I've done everything from, you know, plasticine and clay, uh, or sculpting foam, casting things in rubber or silicone, all those different materials. Those are all things that I like. 
but also using those things for more my art, so to speak. So creating and sculpting something digitally and 3D printing it up and then casting that in silicone or, or, or resin or something like that and making other characters that way too. So like I said, there's, I like to mix it up with- Yeah, <laughs> many texture and material yeah. and it's, it's part of the sculpture and, and puppetry. Yeah. That's just it, and it's um, again. There's what I what I enjoy about puppets and puppetry uh, and making puppets is there's no set rules to what the materials need to be to create a character. I mean, it can be a paper bag, you know. It can be something as high tech as something that has a thousand different servos in it. It's all mechanical and machined and and all placed together. And you got five guys with little radio controls making it do something. You know, like there's all kinds of there's a huge scope of what puppetry can be so i think that that's uh, one of the cool things about it yes it's multi multiple possibility yeah. and freedom yeah yeah matt we have a question from the crowd so let me bring sure. murat question in the screen so okay. murat asks how do you find the balance between mechanical mechanics to yeah. bring the puppet to life, but keeping it light enough for the performer to use? That's a good question. That is, that is a good question. Um, yes, uh, I have sort of materials and stuff that I really like to use that keep things very light. And when it comes to mechanics and, me and mechanical thing, mechanisms that go in puppets, um, things can be overbuilt mm. and uh, they can add a lot of weight to, to a puppet. For me, I try to make the, the mechanisms as simple as possible. You don't need anything overly complicated to really get an emotion out of a character. Uh, Material-wise, I'm always learning. There's, there's tons of new stuff that's out there uh, for creating things. Again, 3D printing is fantastic for creating lightweight mechanical uh, parts. And there's a lot of stuff you can actually find free online that you can, or a few dollars, you can download a model and print it up on a 3D printer. Um, there's also all kinds of new foams and thermal plastics that, um, of initially they were sort of for the, for the cosplay crowd, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, I use a lot of those materials in my puppet building as well stuff that's called Warbla, which is a thermal plastic, uh, material you just heat up and you can shape and it holds its shape and it's very lightweight and it's very durable, uh, but all the different foams and things too. So there's all kinds of ways of making a, a puppet lightweight um, without weighing it down with mechanics. Um, you know, so that's uh, that's one one way to uh, to do it is to try different materials and experiment with different things. Um, anyways, yeah, sure, that wasn't on there. So. Yeah, it was. I have this, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's funny. I see that you have more and more connection. You're not the first talking about cosplay stuff, like. Yeah. Those cosplay people find some some stuff, and I feel we we can exchange with those new discovery in terms of material for sure. Oh yeah, well I always I always say, and this is a saying. I don't know where it originally came from, but I like using it and say, creativity does not exist in a vacuum. Mm. Always, you always need to have be able to bounce ideas back and forth, but also. Uh, collaboration with other creators and other builders and other other artists who might be doing something completely different from what you're doing, but there might be aspects of what they do in their craft that can be useful for yours and vice yeah. versa. 
So I think that, um, you know, it's very important to, again, I've been doing this for a long time and I still, I, I honestly, I don't know everything. I'm still learning mm. things, I'm still finding out new ways of doing things. And to me, that's really exciting because learning and finding out about new materials and new things is a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Like even silicone, uh, working with silicone, I've been doing that for five or six years now, but I put that off for the longest time because I was like, okay, I'm a little intimidated by that. It's just, you know, I'm not too sure about it, but I had a number of colleagues say, no, you got to try it. You got to work with this stuff. So now yeah. I've, I've worked with it, you know, uh -huh. and, hang on. and, you know, I can make all kinds of cool things. Now with silicone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's so alive. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it. I love yes. it. So really it's it's not it's just don't be afraid of trying new things and whether yeah. you succeed or fail at it doesn't matter. It, you're learning something in the process. So Yes, I want Matt to bring you in the past a little. I want okay. to know when your crush for puppetry happened. <laughs> um, well, my my first toy as an infant was a hand puppet. Oh, so so it's it's always sort of been there for me. It's always been an aspect of of my my life, my creativity, my imaginative play. Yeah, I was an only I was an only child, um, so I had a lot of imaginary friends, and they all just had puppets. Yeah. But, um, and and I, do you have uh, your own definition? Because this is a puppet, but in your own word, how you define puppets? Um, really, it's it's anything that a performer can bring life to. Uh, like for example, um, you know. I can take I can take a, a paper bag and, and put it on my hand and bring it to life, or my hand could just be naked, you know, and bring it to life. <laughs> um, uh, there's to me a puppet is just simply something that you can infuse uh, with some form of sentience or life. Um, like I even call what you a lot of my work nowadays. I'm working as an animator. I do uh -huh. digital animation, but what I'm actually doing is I'm building digital puppets. Like I'm rigging a rigging puppets with all sorts of levers and knobs and stuff like that, so I can animate them. So I still think of myself as a puppeteer. I just happen to be working in a different media. So, so it really is anything that you can imbue with some form of life is is a puppet. Yes, and that's an interesting subject with computer <laughs> and and because it's bring me of the the field of study. I saw that puppeteers are really like multitask. They are like a one man show. They do everything. But for you, what would be the best field of study to become a puppeteer? Uh, really, I, I can't say there's any one thing that would be that would be the right answer um, because it is such a multifaceted. Um, Uh, craft. Um, there are a lot of people who are more theater performers, and they're exceptional puppet theater performers. Then you have people more like myself, who's more for film and television, but are used to working with you know a screen in front of us to puppeteer. Um, but just about if you have a passion for it, and there's something that sparks, uh, something that excites you about it, 
it, it doesn't really matter if, if it's something that brings you joy and brings others joy because you're joyful with it. That's just what you should follow. You know? mm -hmm. That's a good advice. Follow the passion, follow yeah. the joy and you will find puppetry and the skills also on the way. Yeah. And but, that's just, yeah, that's just it. But I mean, don't be afraid to be constantly learning. Like I said, you know, I might sort of know a lot, but I still don't know everything. I'm always asking questions and trying to figure things out. So. Yes, that's great. That's a lot of humility. I really observe that puppetry on both people. And I, I want to ask you your goals. That, that will maybe bring you in, into a higher, uh, like, goals and future, and, and maybe you have a, a, some, some higher purposes. I want to know what is your big goals as a puppeteer. Um, well, uh, uh Honestly, I have some sort of irons in the fire, like I said. Uh, here, let me get, where is it here? Let me get Jill. Yeah. So I have a puppet recently. That I put this guy together just sort of as something fun. And uh, he ended up being, um, hey there, <laughs> I am my name's Joel, Joel Fernsby. Oh, hang on, I'm going to wait for my helmet off there. Uh, Fernsby's cryptid creator control. So, you know, if you got like a, a troll in your basement or goblins in your attic, give me a call. I'll uh, come get them for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so I just made this, this character for fun and um, sort of posted him uh, online. And people were like, oh, he's got to have his own web series. He's got to have his own thing. And, uh, uh -huh. So I'm just in the process now of just coming up with some concepts that, um, you know, one being a web series, uh, I've got some other things uh, that I'm trying to develop with these characters in mind and Joe, especially uh, just as uh, sort of interesting ways of reintroducing creativity and imagination. Um, uh, as I'm, I'm a dad, I have a four year old son And I was looking for a lot of the things that I had when I was a kid, like activity books and uh -huh. gifts and stuff that would encourage imaginative play. And there really isn't much these days in comparison to when I was growing up. There's a lot of like stuff on your tablets or, or online, but there's nothing really tangible, uh, mm. you know, like good old fashioned activity coloring books and stuff like that. So that's some of the things that I'm sort of developing in the background right now. But ultimately, it would all be centered around a, a little web series or mini series with, with, with Joe back here and some of the other characters. Uh, so that's what I'm plugging away at right now and just trying to make that happen. So That's so cool. That's such a great goal. And with kids and related and this character, it's yeah. such details. Like, I really feel it's someone that I know. Like, it's reminding me, an uncle yeah, or yes. someone. That's, that's the thing too. And that's, that's one of the things I like about, uh, one of the other things that I really like about puppetry, and this is something I would actually encourage uh, other aspiring puppeteers and performers is think about character. You know, it's one thing to, to just pop on a, a puppet and make a silly voice, but you really need to have an idea of character, an idea of, of somebody. So, so Joe really is, he's just, Joe Blow, you know, he's just, he's just an average guy. Everybody knows somebody like him. 
you know, somebody in your neighborhood or an uncle or something like that. So he's relatable in that way. And I think uh -huh. that's a really good character is if there's something that you can relate to. So yeah. a lot of the characters that I'm creating for this particular idea, they are, they're all, they're just look normal people. <laughs> so uh -huh. it's going to look like weird creatures and stuff. Um, yeah. So that's, um, that's something that uh, is a lot of fun to do. And I think that's what helps make puppetry uh, accessible to people is because, hey, I know him. He's, you know, I got dad, or my dad's just like him, or my uncle's just <laughs> like him. So that's what makes uh, puppetry accessible to people. Yes. It doesn't have to be loud, shrill, hey, look at me, stuff. It can actually <laughs> be a character talking to you. So. Yeah, that's a good speech about character because that's true that often we forget the deepness uh, live and like as human, we have different yeah. personality and that's part of the job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, don't, you don't have to be loud and obnoxious. You just got to just, you know, say, hey, I don't know. <laughs> then let me ask uh, the question to this puppet. Like, sure. I, <laughs> I want to know if you feel puppetry is in an ascension right now. It's getting more popular on your side. Maybe in Ottawa, you observe something. Yeah. How is it? Uh, those are too big a word for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him answer. Yeah. Well, puppetry, I, I, what I find very interesting, let's put him back on the standard. What I find very interesting is um, people have always, I mean, when I started off in the industry, um, again, 30 years ago, um, again, I was just kind of a kid coming into it. And even back then, people said, oh, well, it's a dying art. Oh, it's, it's not going very well. But that's not true. There's always some form of puppetry happening somewhere. It, it, it's a craft that I think there's always an interest. It's always evolving. It's always changing. It may not necessarily be what it used to be. But it's always it always finds its way. It always reinvents itself. It always becomes something new. And I think what I find very interesting is again, there's so much interest again in puppets and puppetry. There's a lot of puppet production going on now in mainstream television and streaming services and stuff. There's lots of stuff happening, and it's kind of cool because again, I was a kid starting out, and now some of the younger generation that I train they're doing they're, they're they're sort of coming up and doing all kinds of cool stuff now too in in the, the grand scheme of the puppetry world so to speak so it's always there it, it uh -huh. just finds it, it just has um it, it evolves as our media evolves and especially now with social media and just being online one of the things that uh performers puppeteers have they have a direct connection to an audience and it's mm -hmm. a global audience. Right? So I think that that's something that's really amazing too. Uh, but it, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it has its pros and cons, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it does give you, uh, it does give someone access to put product out there, so to speak. Yeah, totally. And when you have good, good quality puppet like you, you, you must have some attention coming towards you with those posts that you make. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's, that's the other thing, too, is, is like, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm very, 
I'm very much into the detail and, and design of my puppets. And I like mm -hmm. a lot of that kind of stuff going to my characters. But that's not to say that there are some other puppeteers out there who their puppets might be very simple in design, but their character performance is so engaging. Um, you can't help but want to watch uh, what they're doing. I mean, uh, I, they haven't done anything in a while, but there's like Glove and Boots. Uh, they do their own puppet stuff. And honestly, I watch it and I'm splitting and got laughing because the, the stuff that they do is just so funny and the characters are great. You know, so you don't necessarily need to have overly complicated characters per se, as long as, again, it comes back to character and performance and, uh, and connecting with an audience, you know, so. Yeah. There, there you go. That's all of this. <laughs> Connecting. That's part of the social media aspect also. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this question about the future again. I want to know where do you see puppetry in 10 years? Oh. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> asked that 10 years ago already. Yeah. Uh, really, again, like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a skill and it's a craft that is always evolving. And it's evolving with the technology. Like I said, like I, I do a lot of digital animation now. And yeah. so I'm, I'm building digital puppets, you know, to do animation. Um, had you asked me 10 years ago, would I be doing that? I, I was like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think that there is always, um, uh, it will be there. It will be in there in some way, shape or form, especially, you know, now you're looking at things like you have virtual reality, you have, you know, complete 3d environments that are being created and, you know, who knows what kinds of characters or creatures or whatever they're going to need somebody to, Uh, like do motion capture with, or actually puppeteer in virtual space with, you know, that, yeah. that's all, that's all a possibility. Um, and so is it a dying art? No, not in the least. It just is, it's an evolving art. It always has been. Yes, that's true. That's true. And, and let's bring some, some comment from the, the audience. We have Julio say thank you for invited talented and inspiring people to continue in this world. So yay, thank you, Julio. Matt is a talented puppeteer. So let's bring to the screen. I always ask by the end if you can bring a friend. You, you oh. show us some friend already, but maybe you have a, a special <laughs> you have many stuff. Let me go bigger, everyone. You could see all of those guys. Hi. Yeah, there we go. Oh, they got one. Hello. Hi. <laughs> what, is, what is your name, little little uh, creature? I, I, I don't actually have a name. I'm just a goblin. I'm just a goblin. Hi, goblin. <laughs> I love your teeth. Uh, did you... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I have a really good dental plan, and, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. What do, what do you eat uh, to have oh, such eat? beautiful teeth? Um, well, pretty much any scraps that fall on the floor, and uh, um, dust bunnies, yeah, pocket lights, yeah. yeah, that crunchy stuff that ends up at the bottom of your shoe, yeah, that stuff. <laughs> that's so cool how you don't have to move a lot and it's nope. so expressive nope. that's right ah. 
It's remember me some some people. I don't know about people who were watching. Everybody, everybody knows somebody really annoying. It's small. So you know, you have friends who look like chihuahuas, I'm sure. No offense to chihuahuas. No. Yeah, but what is your material? You're so uh, uh So yeah. he's 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 silicone as well, so he's all nice and super squishy. <laughs> and again, he just has a really simple mechanism in him. So it's just a little push rod that goes up into his head. So he's just a little. Oh. That's all it is. That's all it is. Real, real simple. Wow. Look at the, those comments. We have like, yeah, Jensu say, nice interview. That's awesome. These creatures are amazing. Thank you. And let's bring, we have one other question. David asks, how is, is it a digital puppet? Yeah, me too. I'm curious about that. Digital puppet, digital animation. Is it capturing your hand, hand movement? Well, there's there's different. There are all kinds of different rigs for 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 puppetry, and a lot of the stuff that I do right now is so I'm I'm building a basically a digital puppet that has boning and rigging and stuff like that, and it will have some of them have like whole mouth and, and jaw shapes to do different kinds of movement, and they're all on different controls. So it's very much like being a special effects puppeteer where you have like radio servos and stuff, and you're actually doing something live to. Uh, to a recording. Um, there's different ways of doing it. Sometimes I will. I will play an audio track that I'm performing to, and I will I will be manipulating all those you know those different dials uh, manually as it's playing. But what's interesting is I can then go back and I can tweak those things after the fact too, and refine the performance that way. But wow. uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. I think the the skill of of understanding how things move and like just you know like a character walking through frame and stuff like that just understanding motion and kinetics of things applies when you're creating something in a virtual environment so you can uh -huh. give it that sort of sense of reality that sense of tangibility and gravity when yeah why that kind of you know what you could do with a regular stand up so. yeah that's kind of like a, the both technology, both knowledge all together. I think yeah. David say, I, I got it. it. Just different mid medium to figure. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's a different medium for, for, for performance. And if, and I, I'm sure we've all been there where we're watching something that's computer generated and you just kind of go, mm, it doesn't look right. Like there's something that's wrong with it. And that's because there wasn't necessarily a thought to, you know, like how a, uh, like a physical thing would interact with something else. Yeah. Or, or sometimes even uh, what I find is some digital characters are often over animated. Like mm -hmm. Too much to look at and too much is going on. Whereas again, like with a hand puppet. Uh, yeah. It's a focus. Like, yeah. It's, it's all about the focus and all about things. So again, like <laughs> I'm, I'm back. <laughs> so so really like all that's really happening like his eyes aren't blinking but i can give you the illusion yeah. there's a bit of a blink happening there just by him moving his head and uh you know like <sighs> so there's all that just kind of tangibility of stuff that goes on there and 
it's just a mouth moving. But, you know, mm. his eyes don't necessarily need to be blinking and looking all over the place. Just, you know, so sometimes simple is better and more effective and it's less distracting yeah. than, you know, I think the, the puppetry and, and uh, animation that really resounds with people, it's, yeah. it finds the fine balance between here's, here's a character emoting, but it's not over the top. You know, mm. and there's there's a simplicity to it. And I think that's what helps sell an idea as well, sell sell a performance as well. Yeah, to get back to the simplicity of, yeah. of the motion and just yeah. connection with the ground and the texture. Yeah. That's so cool. Such like I feel you're an encyclopedia of knowledge about puppetry. You bring so much deep concept just in, in a half hour interview. That's so cool, Matt. Oh, well, thanks. Well, you know, again, I'm just, I'm always learning it. I'm always just absorbing stuff. So and that's what I like to share when people ask me questions. It's like, you know, and if I don't know something, it's like, well, let's figure it out. Yeah. And, and Matt, if people want to know more about your work, want to reach you, want to, to find you on social media, where they should look? Okay. Well, uh, on uh, Facebook, you can find me on Matt Fickner Productions. Uh, is where I am. I also have a website, mfproductions.ca. Uh, that's my website. It has a gallery of stuff there. And I also have um, sort of my shop as well. And you can find it through Facebook. It's Unusual Customs. And if you do a search for that, that's uh, a shop with some more of my puppets and some of my artwork and things there too. So, uh, yeah. So cool. So we can reach you and, and have some creature build for our project. Oh, yes. And, and that's just it. And things like, um, you know, I do. I have, a, I have a studio full of materials and stuff. And when I have time, if people are interested and they want a one-of-a-kind, you know, hand puppet like the little guy I just had there or something like that, don't hesitate. Uh, give me a shout. Uh, you know, and when I have time, I can say, yeah, sure. I've got some materials. I can throw something together for you and, you know create something with it. So uh, I'm, I'm always open to that and any, you know, any help or any suggestions that uh, people might have, uh, don't hesitate to drop me a line and I'll get back to you when I can. Yeah, that's so cool. And you perform also, you, you, you are open to project and let's look oh, at yeah. the schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always keen to sort of hear what's going on out there. Um, and, uh, you know, whether I can help out myself or at least advise or connect people with other people who might be more suited for what they're doing. Yeah, yes. that's great. So cool. Thank you so much, Matt, for your time and your, your great mind. I, I feel I learned a lot tonight. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm really glad. And thank you for your time. And I hope that everybody watching uh, enjoyed it. And um, yeah. Yeah, we have comment right there. We have Felix who say, "Yeah, he loved the the goblin. She had this beautiful, your beautiful puppet. Yes, so cool. So yeah, Matt, I will have to push you out of the screen. And uh, yeah, see you. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for watching. We have other episode coming on Friday with people from UK. We will connect at one o'clock." p.m. east time so it's will be six in uk and yes if you want to have a call with us to know more about 
maybe social media or how you could get some some coaching to help you in your promotion online, just feel free to look at our website, puppetpodcast.com slash call. And we can have a half hour chat together with Eli and, and talk about your practice and help you. We hope to help all the community. That's our purpose. So yeah, thank you, Morad. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, everyone for connecting. I'm happy to, to see you around. And yeah, let's stay in touch. We will do another gathering soon we will let you know so everyone i wish you a wonderful evening night however wherever you are in the world and see you for another episode of the puppet podcast let's bring the jingle mm -hmm.